0: Well, for the 142nd time, one of cricket's great rivalries, Australia and New Zealand will take place this time in the World Cup in India, the one-day format. We're joined by a man who knows very much what it is like to play one-day internationals against Australia. It was his last in 2016, but who will ever forget the 83 scored in the World Cup final against Australia in 2015. Grant Elliott, welcome to the show. G'day, Michelangelo. How's it going, buddy? Not too late. Um, 140... Your memories of
1: Australia? Yeah, 142nd time. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I do have uh, some experience, actually, of playing Australia in Damashala. We played a T20 in the T20 uh, 2016 World Cup. Um, and uh, you might go back into the archives and have a look at that. And New Zealand actually beat Australia so um, it was it was a very eventful couple of days for me because we got there and it's the most beautiful ground you've ever seen Mm. obviously you know the mountains there and uh, we had the promise of meeting the Dalai Lama so we got in these um, sort of four-wheel drives off we went from the hotel and all of a sudden it just started absolutely bucketing down with hail and it was too slippery uh, on the roads to go and meet the Dalai Lama so we're like oh okay well, that's not a good omen no. um and then that night i said to the boys i said you know what i'm actually really confident with indian food at the moment like this is you know my fourth <laughs> fifth time yeah i'm real confident and everyone was like yeah me too me too i had a lamb curry that night and uh mm. at about eight thirty p.m i thought i'm not feeling that flat. <laughs> um at about 10 a.m the next morning i was whipped off to the hospital two saline drips in oh and on the on the field at 2:30 playing against Australia, I remember Coach Mike Hesson coming up to me, going, "What's the story? Are you are you fit? Are you ready to go?" I said, "Mike, I don't know. I've been up all night. I've had two drips in me. I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine." He said, "Right, you're playing." <laughs>
0: well, you must have started so, a tradition because Tuesday the New Zealand team did get to meet the Dalai Lama. Now, what what drew you to that? I mean, it's a major world figure, but what Draws the New Zealand team to this moment.
1: I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is Kane and his like mentality and just way of going about things. Um, I think he's always wanted to meet him, so um, this may have been the first meeting because I saw a really good photo of Kane mm. and the Dalai Lama, um, and then subsequently a photo of the family members. And I think that, you know someone was Matt Henry had his child there, is like uh, looks like under a year old. Um, and some of the wives and girlfriends met him as well. So, I don't know. I mean, you you know, when in Rome, you you do the things that, um, I guess, fill your cup when you're touring. Not the whole team went, but, I mean, I, I certainly would love to meet him. Um, I think it's a, a great experience, and hopefully it gives New Zealand the edge when they
0: get onto mm. the field. It's been a great start by New Zealand. Four wins, one loss, and this is a great opportunity to pretty well lock the Kiwis into the top four. But The memories of the last World Cup final against England, the way in which the the tiebreaker sort of situation worked against New Zealand, how's that burnt or motivated through to the team this many years on? How much of a motivation factor does that still become for what happened last time?
1: I think there's a lot of uh, New Zealand players or Black Cap players that are still hurting from that World Cup because, you know, you've got one hand on the trophy, Mm. You literally do, you know, and um, I think that when when it gets taken away from you like that, uh, it's it's devastating. You know, Jimmy Neesham always talks about it every time you see something on Twitter talking about the 2019 World Cup. And I wouldn't say that it's a game that, you know the kiwis go you know what let's get a bowl of chips and sit down and watch the 2019 no, world cup final because it was actually one of the greatest games 50 over games of mm. all time in terms of the you know ups and downs and just the roller coaster of emotions but it's not a game that any new zealand would, any new zealand fan would love to watch again but the the ghosts of that like hopefully you would think it's a motivating factor to go one better and try and win it you know we've got there twice we were there in 2015 mm-hmm. when I was playing in 2019 again, we probably, we probably deserved it more in 2015 than 2019. I didn't actually think we were, you know, one of the top four teams there, but you know, it's finals cricket. Like if you get through to the semi-finals in, in these cricket tournaments, then it's the team on the day. And you know, one player can make such a difference um, in 50 over cricket. It's obviously designed for two players to get in and go big but um you know if one player has a blinder we saw quinton de cock the other day mm. um then you know you can go a long way to to winning the game and i think that you look at the australian team you look at the new zealand team all the batters are in um decent sort of nick they've all got scores um and they've got match winners they really do have match winners i think the only thing with australia is i think they combinations they sort of they haven't started with these you know strong combinations but i think they've found that during the tournament and they've found a little bit of a rhythm and they always do you know you can never ever count australia out new zealand played the minnows at the start and now they're starting yep. the big games obviously the first big game was india They played well against India, but our record against India is not great. And, you know, uh, history will tell us that, you know, India will win nine times out of 10 against New Zealand in their conditions. And they did, you know, but we fought hard and it was still a decent game. So we're in form, big hundred from uh, Daryl Mitchell. But Mm. I just feel like Australia just bubbling away. And they're a team that, yeah, they, they, I feel like they've got a little bit of momentum. So this is a massive game in the context of their tournament.
0: The issues with the Australian team that we focused on over this side of the world have been about the batting lineup when Travis Head can get back into it. The issues of Australia not having perhaps enough spin capacity for a World Cup being played in India. What are the issues that have evolved around New Zealand's build-up and the start to this World Cup?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's injuries as well. So you mentioned Travis Head. Well, we had Michael Bracewell, who was playing such good cricket. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, amazing cricket. And very similar player to Travis Head. Comes in aggressive, great finisher. Travis Head probably a little bit more um, traditional in his style. But Michael Bracewell, the, the thing with both Travis Head and Michael Bracewell is that ball off spin. So, you know, like having that option of a middle-order player that can bash it but also Bowl offspin, I think, is, is crucial. And that's why I find it strange with England. You know, they've left out Moe Ali a number of times. And I just think, you know, we've got Mitch Sattner. So we've got someone who can spin it, you know, away from the right hander. But to have someone that can spin it away from the left hander is gold. So we're using Glenn Phillips to do that role at the moment. But, you know, having a Michael Bracewell and Travis Head in your team is, is massive, I think.
0: So, granted, it's an enormous time for New Zealand sport, the All Blacks making a Rugby World Cup. Which is taking greater interest? Do we believe that because it's already in the World Cup finals that the rugby boys are getting greater attention at home?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I think, you know, the Rugby World Cup final is huge. Going into this weekend, um, I I think a lot of rugby fans were really nervous about this tournament. We lost to France in the the first game to make it into the finals but then play against South Africa to replicate the ninety five World Cup this is a, it really is a battle of the Titans, mm. and it's meant to be cold and wet. So I think rugby generally takes over all the time in New Zealand, and it definitely is now. But at least uh, once this weekend is done and dusted, um, and we know the result from Australia versus New Zealand in the Cricket World Cup, they can get back onto it and start uh, start supporting the Black Caps because it certainly isn't an easy run-in. Mm. This game will, will set up the tournament for, for New Zealand because then they've got South Africa... Pakistan, anything's possible there, and then Sri Lanka to end it all up. But I predict that New Zealand will make the top four, um, and then, uh, yeah, it's anyone's game, like I say.
0: Talk about crystal balls. You played 83 one-day internationals, We're at a time now we get a World Cup, but we don't seem to have the appetite for one-day internationals when touring teams are putting together their calendar. Does this World Cup revive The format or is it just going to be we'll drag the world cup off the shelf every four years and that's when this format will have some relevance
1: yeah i mean it's a good question everyone's talking about you know the future of cricket and um i mean you're very fortunate um in that you play the ashes but you know test cricket obviously is on a massive decline in terms of numbers Mm. um, and viewers Mm. I, I really do see cricket going down the franchise route. I see private equity coming into it, and I see internationals as being tournaments played every, you know, four years and, you know, throw in the Olympics as well. Even though, you know, the Olympics, the players, uh, they, they don't, don't know yet, but they, they don't get paid for that, do they? So um, it's fascinating that at an Olympic event, none of the athletes really get paid. Mm. Um, but it is something that really does grow the sport, so... Um, that could revive it, but I think international cricket. Um, it's sad to say, but I just I see it going more down the franchise and private equity route, where you know these these players will uh, be more loyal to those sorts of teams, and we're already seeing it. But how can we find the balance? And maybe it is those world tournaments, you know, T Twenty every two years, maybe, and a World Cup every four uh, with a fifty over game. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think the broadcast numbers don't lie.
0: Let's do some short-term predictions. Game number 142 between Australia and New Zealand. Australia leads 95 to 39, 7 no results. What happens in this one? Oh,
1: this is a tough one, hey. This is a really tough one. You know, um, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with New Zealand. I just I just feel that Australia still kind of finding their combinations, but I mean, you know, David Warner's in form, Mitch Marsh, Shane got run, Steve Smith as well. It's a very tight one to call. I think it. it's probably New Zealand bowlers versus Australian bowlers. I think the batting mm. sort of cancels itself out. So um, I'm going to go with New Zealand. I'm going to go Trent Bolt's going to get a couple early maybe. And, you predict, um,
0: and, and your prediction on the top four by the time we get through all the preliminary games? <laughs>
1: Whew. Um, well, India is obviously need search, um, so we've got to go with uh, got to go with India. Um, I think South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia, which is the current top four, I think I'm going to stick with that. You should, you um, I should, think that they're, they they're probably playing the best cricket out of anyone in the tournament.
0: Are you shedding any tears for England?
1: <laughs> not yet, not yet. Uh, I will if they lose to another minnow. I don't know if they're playing another minnow. I have to um, have a look or just remember they're playing against the Netherlands on Wednesday. So if if they lose to the Netherlands, I'll shed a tear for them.
0: Did you chuckle last night when another batsman decided not to be within his crease and gets run out?
1: <laughs> oh, we can't bring that up. I, know. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's been a catastrophic world cup for them really Mm. um you know it really has been i mean they they were one of my top four going into this tournament because they brought power they've got balance um they've just been an exciting team and i just think that you know they've they've rocked up to the shores of india and maybe expected it to happen but they just seem to have capitulated which has been really sad because you know riding off the crest of um you know all their, their test victories and the. The, um the way that they've been playing the game at test level, it's just sad to see because uh, I think that they they sort of threaten to be one of the most exciting teams in this World Cup.
0: Well, Grant, let's hope we can do this again soon, an Australia new Zealand semi-final or final in this World Cup, and we'll talk about the rivalry even more. What are you going to have for dinner before this game? Are you going to do the curry again, or are you just going to leave that in the past?
1: Uh, yeah, I might, I might stay away from the lamb curry.
0: Just, you know, uh, history hasn't really served
1: me well there. Just have, like, your standard sort of roast chuck, I reckon. All right.
0: And a rugby tip for the final?
1: Rugby tip for the final. Oh, 15, I think 15-12 to uh, the All Blacks. There you go. Right. It's going to be wet cold played in the forwards. It's going to be But You've got to watch it. You have to watch that game. It's okay. going to be physical.
0: Well, let's hope we do this again, and we'll see what does happen on a weekend of big New Zealand sport.
1: Thanks, Michelangelo.